It's a dark night. You hear a spooky sound. An ah. Is it a scream? Or the backing vocals of a Pink Floyd song? Welcome to Sync Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and cut to him in a car arriving as a narrate. Look at him. It's James Barron. Hello, Gareth Oogie Boogie. It's that time once again. <gasps> it is. <laughs> Spooky season is upon us. It's time to feel fear in our hearts. As we approach a spooky mansion and watch spooky films for the show. Um, Yeah. Yeah. House on Haunted Hill this week. A 1957 classic, I think. Um, 1959. 1959. I'm two years early. So sorry. You're ahead of your time. I'm getting excited for the spookiness. (laughs) I was building up the hype like before Dune. Um, Yeah. House on Haunted Hill, a uh, movie, I, I actually found out that I had seen this before, but I'd only mm. seen the, like, last half of it. Ah. Yeah. Um, I saw the bit that, uh, the, the climax ending bit, and I remember that well, because that's my brand. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, so, but I didn't know that I had seen it when I recommended it, so that's it. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also have a confusing whether or not I've seen this or not kind of thing in my life. All right. And that I was sure I had seen it. And then last year I read the book, The Haunting of Hill House uh, by Shirley Jackson, which came out the same year and whoa. has the exact, pretty much the exact same title, similar to if you'd just been playing around with little fridge magnets and got it mixed up. Um, and it's also <laughs> about staying in a spooky house. And I, the whole time I read this book, I was like, oh, yeah. I vaguely remember this in the movie that I think I've seen. Right. And then later found out they were completely unconnected when you suggested this. And then watching it, there's one shot that I was like, oh, I've definitely seen this. And I had a complete flashback to my friend's lounge, sitting on the couch with different friends. It was probably like 2 a.m. and we were watching this. Mm. And I don't think we finished it. Oh. And that's my, up till now, House on Haunted Hill life. History on House on Haunted Hill uh yeah. off. <laughs> nice oh. um speaking speaking of the history of house on haunted hill mm. um are you aware of the gimmicks that haunted this film <laughs> yes i read about yeah. this this is so cool um they had uh do you want to cover it off you were you raised it you raised it tell me as if i didn't oh. know gareth <laughs> <laughs> okay but you better act really well <gasps> so um this film was directed by William Castle. Whoa. Who... <laughs> it gets better, mate. Oh, my God. He was... Once he kind of went by himself, he was known for his gimmicks. And for this one, um, it featured a skeleton would rise on a wire next to the audience and fly around and spook them out during the uh, skeletal scenes and um, then lower back yes. down when the skeleton lowered back down. And they had to do it because, and this is to quote IMDb, too many boys were shooting it with (laughs) slingshots. (laughs) That's such a good reason to have to stop doing it. (laughs) Oh my God. There's bloody Calvins in the audience with their slingshots. (laughs) What are they like? Yeah. That's incredible. Season two Bart Simpsons. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> for real. Oh, man. And um, he did it for, like, a lot of his films, even though his studio was saying, like, please stop doing this. It's blowing so much money. It's so annoying as well for, like, yeah. the, having to rig it up in every cinema. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Because um, for his 1961 film, Homicidal, they paused the film with a thing called a f- fright break. Mm. where you had 45 seconds to leave and get a full refund if you were too scared to finish the film. And when people did it, he didn't think anyone would do it, so he got really mad. And he <laughs> installed a coward's corner in the theatre where you Whoa. had to go and you had to, like, cross the whole theatre in yellow, with yellow light on you, yellow footsteps, and then a recording would keep playing <laughs> saying, Watch the chicken! Watch him shiver in the coward's corner. <laughs> That's fantastic. I had not so heard about good, that. Right? That's so good. Why do we not have a coward's corner in every cinema? Just for right? just for movie talkers to be sent to. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, <laughs> Watch that I... chicken. <laughs> it's so funny. You had to sign a piece of paper that said you were a coward. <laughs> Wow, wonderful. Yeah. Oh my oh. god. A hit like a genius of his time. <laughs> Underappreciated. Right? Wow. Anyone wow. who raises up a big skeleton and flies it around the room <laughs> is is a genius in my book. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a fact you can take to the bank. Oh man. <laughs> uh speaking of Coward's Corners, so when we started the show, we were famously <laughs> yeah. two timid lads. We talked about yes. it quite a lot about how we were timid lads and then we realized that my microphone wasn't working and we talked more about how we were timid lads this time on mic. Um, oh, yeah. I would love to know though, like we're reaching our second spooky season. Sure. Are you still, how are you, how are you finding horror these days, James? <laughs> uh, I'm like, I am much more open to horror movies in that like, mm. I know that I am, I am a timid lad as you described, but I have a like fascination with horror as a genre um and that i like i like looking at and figuring out the scary thing a lot of the time like solving the mystery i'm much more open to it and i've seen like a lot of recent horror movies like i saw like hereditary and midsummer Mm. they're from the same director so that's not a great example um (laughs) but like seeing like i I want to go and see Candyman now that that's out in cinemas uh, dating this episode Mm. somewhat but like you know (laughs) i'm much more open to the idea of a horror movie for sure and yeah you know like maybe i'm not maybe i'm braver than i think gareth I like that your way of being becoming braver has involved like analyzing the mechanics of fear. I yeah. think that's really cool. I think yes. that's a good way to do it. Yeah. You gotta understand uh, it to no longer fear yeah. it. Ooh. Yes. Become the monster. <laughs> you must know the monster to become the monster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's true. I just repeated what you said, but I put a dramatic pause in it so that I'll sound smart. <laughs> That was a good soundbite. You're just yeah. you're just a pro podcaster, Gareth. What about yourself? <laughs> you feeling braver this year, this time around? I genuinely think I am. I just um, realized I've watched six horror movies this week. Holy fuck! Okay. Yeah, Flex. it is the spooky season. Last year, I like piled on the spookiness. I watched you did. so much horror. Like watched the classics, watched the newbies. Um, to the point where I actually had to stop and I started having nightmares about um, 
Michael Myers from Halloween and Ghostface from Scream. Wow. Just those are the two, those two boys with their knives. Teaming up. Still too scary. But like, yeah, you've got anything like, you know, a demon or maybe they're witches or this kind of A24 kind of thing where it's just spooky naked person. I'm yeah. kind of, I'm pretty brave about now. Like I can handle. You can handle the spooky naked person. Man, th- yeah. that's something that I cannot do. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's I'm I'm not quite there yet, but I'm very I'm glad oh, yeah. that you're here to protect me on the pod. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're the brave oh, soul. Good. You're the ah. yeah. You're the lance to my Nora. Um <laughs> Yeah. We, hey, good one. Hey, let's get into hey. the house on Haunted Hill, how it's synced with the Magnum Opus, shall we? Yeah. Yes. Although first, and this is again, sorry, another deviation, but yeah. we literally learned this just oh, before yes. we started recording. Um, so I was trying to find a clever way to intro the show, which I'm pretty sure you know I nailed. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I searched Pink Floyd Haunted House, thinking maybe they had a lyric about it. Yeah. And David Gilmore of the popular band Pink Floyd briefly owned a haunted house. So good. You can see, you can so find this good. online at, at at a website called Derelict Doug, <laughs> which is great in its own right. But mm. yeah, it's just a, a, this really weird, huge mansion that he owned in the British Isles um, and yeah. eventually sold. But it's it's wonderful. Seek it out uh, <laughs> to see this the Pink Floyd spooky house. Yeah, to be fair, Derek Doug doesn't really talk about much of the hauntings. Nah, he's just, he just wants to show you photos and tell you about its business opportunities. Into the into the architecture and the the proposition of business, he's mm. he's a derelict salesman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and come see my new film, uh, Derelict Salesman. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that could do quite well, like in this nomad land era. Like you exactly. can make a pretty sick film called derelict salesman um but do you want to share our favorite fact we learned about um pink floyd's spooky house oh no i i closed the window so i don't remember it but it was it was good i think it there was that i want to get it right they briefly stored the uh inflatable giant pig in this mansion yes which is just great imagine walking into a room and there's just a huge blow-up pig (laughs) that's you're ready to be scared by a ghost and then you encounter oh, yeah. that. <laughs> oh. Uh, especially if it was the pig, they couldn't like deflate it because it was too expensive. So they just had to keep it inflated and fully inflated. Yeah. They couldn't infl- yeah. they couldn't deflate it. They punctured it several times, but the power of the <laughs> spectres kept a toll. Um <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm pulling my money out of derelict salesmen and putting it all in. <laughs> Haunted Floating Pig. That's going to be the hit film. Hell the yeah. It's the sequel yeah. to Pig with with Nicolas Cage in it. Haunted Floating yeah. Pig. Yeah. Uh, Can't wait. He's just sadly watching this pig float by like, <laughs> the ghosts, man. <laughs> you stoned their pig. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We've, all right. We've covered off all the, all the excellent haunted news from Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, spooky news, uh, but we've got to cover the film like we do, you know? Mm. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah. This film starts as all good ones do with complete darkness and a woman screaming. Uh- <laughs> oh my Lord. I'd almost forgotten about that. So this film is, it's in the public domain 
and thus you can stream it in its entirety on Wikipedia. Yeah. Which is amazing and also a little worrying that Wikipedia are going to start doing like an Amazon Prime thing. <laughs> but <laughs> um, if you're trying to do something like see if that is the whole movie on Wikipedia mm-hmm. or, you know, start and restart it trying to sync it with a Pink Floyd record, the fact that it's complete black and a woman screams out of your computer is not fun. <laughs> it's not helpful. Not not a great no. start. I imagine that this would have been even worse in theatre because you're waiting oh, for the yeah. movie to start. You do get like a little title card being like, these are the people that made the film. But um, they, uh, yeah, it's just darkness for a while and then screams, which is... Mm. Like, in a theatre, I feel like that's a really bad decision. If someone has, like, a tragic uh, accident or, like, I don't know, something even worse happens in the theatre, um, like, having people screaming as part of the movie, it, it's not safe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, um, growing up, my dad had strict rules on what CDs we could play in the car. We couldn't play anything with, like, scary noises because he was driving. Oh, yeah. Which is very ironic considering the amount of times he played Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon that- <laughs> starts with a scream as well <laughs> exactly oh yeah. my god that that is a good thing yes bringing it back to the floyd is that this does sync incredibly well like having the mm. rising screams of um of uh oh my god speak, speak to, to me thank you um we're coming on in uh mm. instead of the screaming and clinking of chains and the grumbling of ghouls that um <laughs> takes place on the start of this movie like they're both trying to do the same thing they're both setting the scene in the same way so mm. i'm into that uh we get a <laughs> floating head of pritchard i don't really know why he's here except that he uh. just sort of steals the show i think <laughs> yeah. um by being a little creepo um mm. yeah he's just delivering this very weird upsetting monologue about like the people have died in the house the ghouls are wandering the halls and you're like oh my god what <laughs> what's happening um but it's it's strange that we go from him um directly to another floating head of vincent price um playing uh frederick lauren um mm. who is the uh i don't know he's the the host of the of the party they're like yeah. he's the main guy he was on the poster and all that stuff you know Mm. The main drawer of the movie, Vincent Price. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on him? He's got the, like, he's, <laughs> uh, I think his uh, brain from Pinky the Brain, um, his voice was based on Vincent Price, I think. I think it's, I get confused. It's, I think it's brain is half Orson Welles oh, or yeah. half Vincent Price. I think it's, who's that actor? Maurice LaMarche, I think, is the mm. guy who voices brain. And... Yeah, and I think, doesn't the other guy from Home Alone voice Pinky? That's got to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> but my thoughts on Vincent Price, folks. Yeah. Um, I like him. I like any person who, because he, I think, hosted shows where he was just like, now check this out. Isn't this spooky? And you just be like, that is spooky. Yeah. And honestly, anyone who's going to do that for you gets a tick in my book. Yeah. He's um, he's definitely someone I haven't experienced. I've experienced references to him. Yeah. A la, like, Brain and... 
uh, Fright Night and all that kind of stuff. I think mm-hmm. there's been some Simpsons characters based on him. For sure. Like, I've witnessed all those references before I witnessed the real thing, so it's hard to kind of take him as he would have been at the time. But yeah, I like his, him and his little moustache. Yeah. He's, like, confidently creepy in a way. He's, mm. like, he's roguish and handsome, but he's also mm. got the, the spooky, creepy factor. He's, like, ideal for this movie. And that you're, like, you're, like... 60 40 on this guy being a vampire i think <laughs> yeah you know like he could well be but it, you're just you're just along for the ride you don't really care that mm. much um but yeah he's saying he's coming in and, and now that pritchard's off screen because he hasn't delivered any actual helpful information to set up the film <laughs> we just get rid of him and uh we have uh Mr. Lauren coming in and saying, yes, I'm, I'm actually hosting a party in that crazy man's house um, uh, for my wife in this haunted house. And if the guests stay, they will receive uh, $10,000 a piece, a sizable sum of money um, mm. for staying in this haunted house. It's like a weird sleepover gambit here. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's saying like, it's all very creepy. Um and they're coming in funeral cars, as I did in the intro. Mm. And, um, <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> all the guests have a common desire for money. They all need the money. And that's what, yeah. what links them. Nothing else really does. And we are introduced to them very uh, eloquently here in the, as they're driving up. We've got uh, Lance Schroeder, um, a fighter pilot by trade. Who was chosen for his bravery more so than anything else. He's like, oh, he's a brave boy, but can he face the spooks? Um, we've got Ruth Bridges, who's like a journalist, works for the paper and is going to write a story, or write an, an article about this experience. Um, mm. She has very little to do in this movie. Um, I was just thinking that. I was like, where did she go? Yeah. I tried to remember what she was up to and I've made a couple of notes trying to figure out what her deal is, but she's just sort of there in the background as like Mm. an extra person to throw you off, I guess. Um, (laughs) We've got Pritchard, Watson Pritchard, who owns the spooky house itself. Yeah. Um, He is very afraid of it because his brother died there and also his like... uh, I don't know how the relation there was like there's there's been multiple murders there and he's just now owns this house that he doesn't want to but he's also like yeah. a, along for this ride to get a bunch of money just for like uh staying in the house that he owns so fair play to to yeah. Richard yeah, he's a strange one. He's definitely the most worried looking man you'll ever see. Oh my God. Yeah. This guy has one yeah. face and it is crumpled um, <laughs> yeah. like a paper bag. Uh, mm. He is constantly like in a state of perpetual fear of ghosts. <laughs> this man. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah. He, he does. Yeah. He steals the show for me just by being like a, an absolute nutcase. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) in every scene that he's in. But anyway, we'll get we'll get uh, to him more. Uh, We've got Dr. David Trent, who is a psychiatrist and Mm. he's like uh, any kind of uh, ghost here in this house is is merely hysteria. And it's he studies uh, fear and hysteria. Um, 
I kind of hate this guy because oh, everything yeah. he thinks is just hysteria. Yeah. He's like, oh, a woman saw it. Hysteria. Must be. She must be hysterical. Yeah. Bring out the leeches. Is like, <laughs> yeah. that's the impression I get from him. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And we've got uh, Nora Manning uh, as well, a typist who works for Mr. Lauren. Um, she's mm. like your typical uh, horror movie damsel. Um yeah yeah he's uh he says that she needs the money uh more than most of the other guests to support her family and then he's like isn't she pretty and you're like (laughs) okay yeah dude (laughs) a you're Uh, her boss b come on yeah very weird (laughs) um and Mm. then yeah they're all rolling up on the house together as the title card drops and um on screen and Pink Floyd sing Race Towards an Early Grave at the end of Breathe. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, we're, yeah, they're just like walking up to the house uh, and checking out its grounds over on the run as well. And that works too. We're getting like the opening titles in proper here before, mm. before we just had the screaming. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the house itself is a weird choice, I think. It's a- um, Yes. A Frank Lloyd Wright uh, building. It's a real house. Mm. Um, and it's just this like huge blocky art deco kind of nightmare of, of a building. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Uh, I think it's supposed to be like um, a lot of like spaces that don't make sense. Like having this crazy blocky house implies that there are secret ro- rooms and stuff. Mm. All the tiles yeah. kind of look like mazes and things like that as well so i don't know yeah kind of works definitely the inside does not match the outside hell no no it's like just once you're inside it's your classic gothic haunted house yeah victorian kind of look and feel yeah the bad thing is that that's what's on the cover as well the um like a uh, a, like on the poster there's a um like a old spooky like four leveled house up on a hill with like a creepy tree and this super isn't that like no this is the other house on the hill nearby um yeah yeah it doesn't really work i, I don't know but we we mm. barely see the exterior of this house that's very true yeah basically everything else is shot on like soundstage um yeah with a bunch of like fake cobwebs and candles and stuff um you know all yeah. over the place i wonder if the back in that day you'd see the film before you painted it or like painted yeah. the poster because I guess it would have taken so long. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe because it was uh, Reynold Brown was the poster painter. Wow, good fact. Yeah. Who also painted the famous Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman poster? Oh, nice. That's a yeah. good poster. Yeah, it is, eh? Yeah. And I'm wondering because I know definitely it's obviously very different, but in Ghana they don't they would paint their own posters and they wouldn't show them the um, actual movie, so they had to guess quite a lot. And that's yeah. why the Space Jam poster for Ghana features Michael Jordan with a gun. <laughs> I mean, like, you could describe most of Space Jam and still end up with that, I think. So, yeah, true. It doesn't really surprise me. Um, <laughs> yeah, this poster is a banger as well. It's just that, um, yeah. it's just that the house is doesn't match. That's my only beef with it. I think mm. it's a really good one. Captures a lot <laughs> of the, um, of the iconic stuff from the movie in there as well oh yeah yeah and so. the vibe in general was captured. yeah for sure yeah. um actually yeah who are we to say like 
the you know the famous Sol Bass um, Vertigo poster. He's not actually a like flat cartoon character in that movie. So, oh you know, my god! You're about to stylize spoilers for Vertigo, Gareth. Gosh. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was all just like one long Sol Bass <laughs> poster of a movie. Oh, uh, no. It was just the Catch Me If You Can intro, but forever. <laughs> uh, honestly, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, they all rock up to the house and like introduce themselves to each other. Um, and then, yeah, they say like, we none of us have met each other. We're all strangers. Um, the, none of them have also met, uh, the host, um, mm. Mr. Lauren, even though like, uh, Nora works for him and all this stuff, she got invited over the phone and, um, yeah, they were kind of chosen at random. Uh, we get the crash sounded on the run over these discussions, which doesn't work for me. Um, that's no, yeah. no sync there, but, um, you do see a bit of Watson's face though, and he's hearing that crash. Yeah. He is just constantly experiencing on the run in his mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's never left uh, track <laughs> track three of the album. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a little bit of discussion about um, Mr. Lauren. He's this like insane million billionaire and has mm. uh, had uh, three previous wives. Um, we don't find out what happened to those wives, but uh yeah, he's got a he's got a current wife who is hosting this party as well. He's this party yeah. is made of her. Doesn't his wife later say though that they all died of heart attacks in their twenties? He does. She does. Yeah, but I was going to save that yeah. for when it happened. But yes. Oh no! It's all good. <laughs> First Vertigo, now House on Haunted Hill. Oh Hell. no! I mean, uh, yeah, I assume this you've watched is worse the film. than when Luke he was his father. Yeah. Oops. Luke was his own father. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Spoilers. Honestly, the way the Star Wars, you know, yeah. extended universe works, that probably is true. Probably at this point. I don't know. Metachlorians, who's to say? Yeah. Delicious Metachlorians. <laughs> um, this episode brought to you by Metachlorians. Yeah. Eat them up. Get the force. <laughs> force them down. That's what it said. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the front door spookily closes by itself and the clocks go off in time um mm. uh in time as the um chandelier falls from the ceiling nearly killing nora um she's pulled aside very quickly by lance uh saving her but yeah yeah a bit spooky um already mm. weird stuff happening in this house it's like the deal with this house is that it's just one big trick house right <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of like uh, haunted house traps it's got all the tropes going on I guess it's inventing mm. them this movie but it's yeah it's very like it walks the line between being um, very very silly and uh, and also very scary you know yeah like if everyone in the movie is getting spooked but some of these mm. stunts are <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> funny um yeah. Have you ever been to a haunted house? Like a, you know, one of the fake ones where it's like, you get into this room and, oh, someone's going to run at you. No, I've not done that. I, w- I would like okay. to, I think now in my, in my macho man brave state, but, um, yeah, I've been to a like haunted corn maze experience Ooh. where people just chased you in a corn maze. It wasn't actually very fun. It was, it was quite cold. 
Um, yeah. Because we do it because Halloween in New Zealand is in the middle of winter, basically. No, it's not. It's in the yeah. middle of summer. What am I talking about? Oh, it's, 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 you know, the middle of spring. Middle of spring. But so it's still cold. That can go either way, yeah. Cold out at night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, got chased around by people in masks and just sort of like, you're mm. in a maze and you're like, I still have to solve this fucking maze. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Um, yeah, I've never enjoyed a real life maze. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. They're just not that fun. No. Also, the people would scare you in the maze and then- like I would just sort of freeze. I wouldn't like run away from the person in the maze, and then they didn't really know what to do, so they'd just sort of stand there. <laughs> it was very yeah, silly. Yeah. Or like disappear. That's exactly. Uh, that's exactly my haunted house experience. Is we did a haunted, like a haunted office block. This is like ten years ago. Wow. And got two. Like we got into one room, and the guy was like, "Don't go any further. Don't go any further." And we're and like, didn't. "Okay, we won't." And we just stayed in the room. And he had to drop character and go like, "Guys, just go through that door. You're almost done." <laughs> but you told us, sir. You warned yeah. us. You was you were foreboding. We won't fall for your ghoul traps. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, ghoul traps. <laughs> the worst. The worst of all traps. Yeah, that's why I never go to Gill Trap Motors, is I'm oh. scared they're Ghoul Trap Motors. Yeah, those motors will... Yeah, no, I've got nothing. That's just... <laughs> man, the Ghoul... I've, I'm still stuck on Ghoul Traps. I'm just... Ex- <laughs> I'm just... I just am so worried that they exist now. Oh. Even a ghoul will fall into this trap. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it doesn't discriminate. Humans and ghouls are both trapped in it. Yeah, awful. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Mr. Mr. Lauren uh, goes up and uh, meets with his uh, fourth wife, Annabelle, um, here, mm. is played by Carol Omart. And, yes, um, yes. Yeah, she is good in this. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I like her presence. She um, is the, they have this like very strange relationship with each other, um, these two, and that uh, they both. <sighs> I don't know. They both actively are trying to mess with each other and, and, and very darkly spook each other. And um, they, they want to kill each other, basically, is, is what's yeah. going on. But um, she wants to kill him and take his fortune. And he wants to stop that from happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they have this, like, very twisted relationship where they hate each other, but also, like, uh, like... Rib, rib each other or like they kind of have are yeah. getting off on the spookiness of things i think it's not good um yeah yeah uh there's there's this um yeah so she did try to kill him in the past um but they there's no like proof um with poison she poisoned some food of his or whatever and um he she denies this of course uh, mm. and yeah like cites his jealousy and possessiveness and all this stuff um but yeah they're like at each other's throats for most of this movie um but yeah that they have they have interesting chemistry as a pair it's fascinating it's like yeah imagine going out to dinner with those two and oh my god oh this this fork could kill you pretty quickly not if this knife kills you Maybe this drink's poison. Oh, maybe Gareth drank it. And I'm like, oh, guys. I'm sitting here just with, like, a spoon and going, like, oh, (laughs) just want (laughs) to eat the soup. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You're only sitting there because there wasn't enough, like, tables for one and you have to share it with these two. Oh, man. 
Has that ever happened? The weird, sexy murder energy. Um, oh, I want it to be weird, true. I feel like it's happened to me and I've blanked it out. Oh, to be no. Honest. Yeah, I've definitely gone to concerts alone and then sat next to someone else who's going alone and both got there early mm. and we've just looked like we had a fight and we're not talking yeah. to each other. That's good. I like that energy. Yeah. You're like. Yeah, that's always good. You're, you're furious at your new fake, like, concert girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Uh, it happened at um, Kendrick Lamar because oh. um, seats were really hard to get there. So I managed to get, like, one of the last seats. And I was next to someone who must have also got one of the last seats. Mm. And he left before the last song. And it really looked like our fight had gotten really bad. Oh, man. Not even Kendrick yeah, he- could keep the relationship together. That's bleak. <laughs> I know. Damn. I've never seen that stranger since. So Yeah. yeah tragic dang shout outs to you wherever you may be irate kendrick lamar fan maybe he's <laughs> yeah. no longer a fan and just that last song was enough he's like i'm out see it wow yeah wow or he had oh. like pies in the oven or something that he had to attend to <laughs> yeah. i don't know why would you leave a concert before the last song that's like actual psycho that's moves wild yeah yeah it was at auckland spark arena which is difficult to leave but okay like, there's no parking near it so we weren't trying to beat traffic that's we just fair like yeah. How did he know it was the last song? It's like, I guess there's like a runtime of, uh, you can look at the ticket and see an expected mm. runtime, but then there's like encores and things like that. How could he possibly know? Yeah, that's such a good point. I wonder if he was just counting off the hits and he was like, all right, we've had DNA, we've had um, Humble, we've had Swimming Pools. Okay, okay, good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the last one I yeah. think is a hit. Seen what I, I can't came imagine to the see. Fans going crazy. Mm. Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, he ticked off all his faves. Yeah, and got to go. <laughs> In which case, I salute him. Yeah, I mean, I'm still kind of afraid of him. <laughs> yeah, just, it, I salute him in fear. Yeah, out of we aren't that brave. <laughs> mm. <laughs> if you leave a podcast early, uh, leave a podcast. If you leave a, a concert or podcast early, if you turn off this podcast mm. early, I'm afraid of you. Um, yeah <laughs> i don't know what that means but anyway uh uh yeah uh pritchard uh is here in the they're all meeting in the like lounge room um after this mm. and yeah pritchard is here just being an absolute nutcase much like myself and is um <laughs> yeah talking about how his brother and sister were found um uh, cut up all over this house but they never found the heads it's mm. like this guy would be the worst party guest. Someone was acting yeah. like this all the time in your haunted house stay. You're like, dude, just like let the house be the spooky bit. You don't need to, <laughs> like, are you part of it? I don't understand. <laughs> it's very weird. He's supposed to be. You a invite guest. him over. You invite him over, and he's like done the research into your flat. Like, oh yeah. Uh, a previous tenant Ooh. had a drink driving charge. And you're like, oh, oh no, that's just a bummer. Why would you say that? <laughs> so spooky, though. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> a couple who lived here got a divorce. Whoa. Like, oh, okay. This is a cool, house man. of We're divorce. Just to boogie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a few more tracks of Kendrick Lamar left. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, this is the last one. So if you want to get out of here, maybe you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've got uh, uh, Mr. Lauren after the, all the weirdness uh, with his wife. Um, he does have a really good line, actually, that I missed. Uh, he said, uh, 
<laughs> As he goes to leave, he says, don't let the ghosts and ghouls disturb you, dear. And she turns and says, darling, the only ghoul here is you. Ah, <laughs> oh, beautiful. So good. <laughs> um, he fell into a ghoul trap there. He did. He sure did. He thankfully arrives and puts an end to um, Pritchard's, like, creepiness. <laughs> and, like, int- start intros the party and starts pouring drinks and stuff. And he outlines some of the rules. He says the... Um, the caretakers, the, the caretakers of the house are leaving at midnight, and mm. uh, they lock. They'll lock the house up when they leave, and there's no way out. Um, there's no electricity in the whole house or phones out. Um, there's and they're miles away from everybody, so no one's here coming to save them or whatever. And so, if yeah. you want to leave the house, you have to tell them before midnight. Otherwise, um, but you do forfeit the ten thousand dollar prize if you do so. Um, that's the deal. Uh, mm. It's it's so strange as as a, like his scheme here is such a, a weird <laughs> thing to do. Like thinking about it too deeply, it's like why would you go to all this trouble? But when you like yeah. when you understand like Mister Lauren as a guy, and you see like what he's dealt with and and uh, his <laughs> like with his wife and stuff. Uh, you, he's just like a very creepy dude. I think he just really yeah. enjoys this whole thing. <laughs> he would do this again like every week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or well, like once you kind of get ahead in this film and everyone's scheme starts sneaking up yeah. or like being revealed, all of them are so complicated and hinder entirely on chance. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No way was this your entire plot. And even, yeah, even this initial setup is just so over the top and crazy. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's a fun setup yeah. though. You, you hear oh, yeah. the, you hear these rules and you're like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah, true. Um, Would you do this? Would you stay in a house, a spooky house overnight for $10,000? Uh, I would. I'd be annoyed about the reveal of the guns after I'm already locked mm. in. I think that sucks yeah. as a move. But absolutely, yeah, I would. Sure. Like, yeah, I, like before the knowing that there's guns on the scene, I would. Absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah, same. Once the guns come out, I'm doing what um, Roof does and just not being in the film anymore. Yeah, I'd be like, God damn it. I, now I get $10,000 and you're going to jail, <laughs> sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the scariest part of the movie is giving seven strangers guns in a haunted house, I yep. think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the doc is here. I could, I just call him the doc basically for all of my notes. Um, his name. That's fair. Yeah, Doctor David Trent. Um, Doctor Trent or Doctor David, as I'm sure he prefers. <laughs> um, yeah, he is uh, saying again that the ghosts are a product of hysteria. Um, the but Pritchard's uh, an absolute firm believer in ghosts. Uh, um, mm. He's saying that there's um, there were four men and three women that have been murdered in this house in the past, and coincidentally, that is the same and same number and and gender of each of the guests, and that there are four men and three women attending the party as well. So that's cool, yeah. spooky, um, mm. and yeah, uh, they go on a tour of the house as we get into great gig. Um, the Scooby gang all move off and, um, 
Yeah, there's a bit here where blood drips from the ceiling onto Ruth's hand. But again, mm. this is basically her only thing in the movie is that she gets blood <laughs> dripped on her hand a couple of times and that freaks her out. Like, yeah, it's a weird misdirect for what's going on in the movie. I don't really know what any of this is made of, but it is funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Cause it's never explained. No, no. <laughs> It's just this weird drip that they've got in mm. various places. It's fucked up that it happens to her and then they give her the room with the blood drip in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just rude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. It's got to spread the blood drip around, you know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Pritchard says, you're marked now. You're done for. The ghosts mm. will be coming for you. And everyone's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, they hit on, it's so good because he says all this like insane stuff and then nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, but yeah, they head down to the cellar um, where another murder took place. Um, the mm. previous owner of the house uh, was like this old lord or whatever. And he was really into uh, making wine. And when his wife didn't uh, like the wine that he'd made, he tossed her into a vat of acid that is in the basement you know like houses have what yeah <laughs> why is there just it's a trap door that lifts up and then a pool of acid under this house on a mm. hill <laughs> no less <laughs> what how do you what yeah how did it get there i don't know when I don't have one of the because it's definitely real acid. Oh yeah, we find out. Yeah, this they test the acid like immediately. It's like that's not acid. Mm. Are you joking? Acid? And then uh, Pritchard goes and get like gets like a rat in a trap. Poor Ratatouille gets dunked in the in oh. the acid and uh, disappears, and then resurfaces a rat skeleton. <laughs> yeah, completely connected. Still. Fully intact. Yeah. Love that. Um, yeah, it just floats to the surface. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's crazy. Like, the code compliance of this house is out of control. Oh. Frank Lloyd Wright yeah, needs- Yeah, whatever they're doing on Haunted yeah. Hill. <laughs> Someone is coming for Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, architectural license <laughs> after this. How many acid yeah. traps has he installed in various other houses, huh? Come on, mate. Oh, Ridiculous. Jesus. That's why he's so acclaimed as an architect is like, he just showed yeah. everyone the acid tank and was just like, do you like the house now? And kind of like nudges them a little closer and like, we love it, Frank. I'm we sorry. love it. We'll take as many ghoul traps as you want to put in the house. <laughs> Whatever you say. Oh my God. Once everyone's has been sufficiently spooked by the acid trap, they move <laughs> on. And, mm -hmm. uh, but Nora and Lance uh, hang out here. They linger in the spooky cellar yeah, just for fun. And um, yeah, it's mainly so that they can like get to know each other. Lance, I think, is like trying to hit on Nora somewhat. Um, yeah. And uh, we get the cha-ching of money coming in as they start uh, discussing that they're both here for the 10 grand. That they were like, oh, I didn't know about being locked in, but mm. I'll still stay for $10,000. That's a lot of dough. Um, and yeah, uh, Lance just like is looking through various doors down here and then goes into one and the door locks behind him. Uh, uh, he's trapped in darkness. And meanwhile, uh, Nora gets spooked 
by an old lady who just sort of coasts <laughs> out of the darkness. Very spooky. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. She j- the way this old lady moves, I don't know how it's done, but she just like, she's got like a tiny little skateboard that she's on and just like <laughs> yeah. wheels forward. And uh, yeah, it's unsettling because she's perfectly still. Yeah. She's wearing like 1950s Heelys or something. Yeah, I think so. Mm. in a dark shroud um <laughs> yeah and yeah she's <laughs> nora's reaction to this is great as well and that she's like obviously scared but she just sort of like freezes against the door and doesn't mm. scream until she runs away which is very weird she just watches <laughs> it happen and goes like ah! <laughs> and then the, she, the old lady just like backs back into the darkness like a mm. like a bird on a cuckoo clock you know the cuckoo <laughs> um and yeah she was just waiting to get all the information before she screamed you know yeah fair enough you want to she's, she's yeah she's like you she wants to understand her fear she's analyzing the fear i respect it um yeah and yeah uh they go uh she runs upstairs and gets everyone to come back down to the cellar because there's spookiness afoot and mm. um yeah she's like the door's locked and a trapped lance in there but when she tries the door it just comes open because spooky um yeah and lance is in here but he's hit his head um something he either like ran into something or someone clocked him in the darkness and you don't know what happened um Mm. and he he delivers a great line he he, um as he's getting up they're like are you all right he's like nothing that money won't cure and i'm like man (laughs) the healing powers of pink floyd eh just coming in handy yeah because we've got money playing Ooh, nice. oh yeah um but yeah they bandage him up and he'll be fine and yeah they just come back upstairs after that thankfully no one fell any in any acid yet like mm. it's just having a bad time down here in this house on haunted hill uh and yeah lance like grabs some candles from the lounge and then comes back with nora to check out the cellar once more and figure out what happened he took a hit to the head and he's like what's going on here (laughs) i need to figure this out (laughs) so while everyone's still upstairs having more drinks uh they just go back down with candles this time so that they can see in the dark probably a good call um they determine that there's a secret wall uh, or like a gap between two doors. Um, there's like too much space between uh, these two rooms. There's some, some like hidden passage between them and they're knocking on the wall to try and figure it out on either side. Yeah. Uh, when uh, suddenly from the darkness behind Nora emerges the old lady again, <laughs> frozen in place with her hands outstretched like, ah! like like a creepy witch and again Mm. she just wheels past on a little skateboard like not moving in the slightest very strange uh please make her an unlockable character if you're making another tony hawk pro skater oh my god frozen witch (laughs) yeah she'd be so easy to animate because her arms will just be up in a spooky motion yeah yeah, you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have to animate anything at all except the skateboards Every time she does like a trick, she just like hovers off of the skateboard two inches and then the skateboard yeah. does whatever it needs to do beneath her while she is frozen. Uh, oh. Imagine her doing a sick grind. Oh, I, I like that a lot. That's the sequel. Yeah. 
Uh, Ollie's on Haunted Hell. Yeah, there it is. Very happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously Nora's freaked out about this and, and uh, screams out. And when Lance comes around the corner to see what's going on, there's the woman has shredded her way out of the room <laughs> and there's nowhere to be found. And he's like, you making this up? It's, it's, did you really see a, a very, very cool frozen woman? Like, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, she he just, like, gaslights her, basically. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> it's it's really silly that this, this old lady ghost happens twice and then turns out to be nothing, but whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, she clearly has something else going on. Like, yeah. Like, no one just stands in the dark with their hands out, wheeling around. Yeah. That's just how they do it. They're just, this is what caretaking means, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scaretaking. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, after being uh, told that it's, she's making it all up by Lance, Nora just storms off upstairs and bumps into Annabelle uh, here. Um, again, Miss mm. Lauren's wife. Um, and, yeah, she's just sort of hanging around and um, takes her up to her room to get her to calm down. Um, she sort of weirdly alludes to, uh, potentially that Mr. Lauren invited her because she's attractive. I think like a weird, yeah. like jealousy angle is played in here. Maybe that's me reading too much into it, but I don't know. Um, but she alludes to, uh, everyone being in danger. She's like, you, you've got to be careful. And she's like, mm. who's, who's going to get it? Like, who's out here trying to get us? And she's like, well, I hope you never find out. Hope you don't find that one out. You'd be too spooked. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> she's just saying, don't go anywhere in this house by yourself. Cause there's, there's ghouls traps everywhere. Okay. Um, hmm. she also runs into Lance on the outside and then, um, asks him if uh, he could help her if she needs it, basically, and talks about how she's afraid for her life. This is all, like, acting on her part when she's saying that, like, um, she suspects that Mr. Lauren is out to kill her. Um, he's like, why would they... Why would he host this weird party with all these people? And it's it's all very weird. And lock everyone in. He's up to something. And oh, yeah. she talks about here this is where she talks about the second and third wives dying of heart attacks in their twenties. The first wife just Whoa. disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. I don't So I was pretending like I hadn't already heard that fact for myself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what? What happened? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Heart attacks in their twenties? Crazy. <laughs> um uh. <laughs> But yeah, Mr. Um yeah, everyone returns uh, to the the living room. Like, Mr. Lauren reappears on the scene, and um, he's having a whale of a time already. He's just like, oh, this is <laughs> this is great. Someone nearly got crushed by a chandelier. This guy <laughs> took a blow to the head. This party's going great. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, he is trying again to get um, Mrs. Lauren to come down, um, Annabelle, and... this is this is really weird because um he's like throwing this party for her because she wanted it to happen but he invited all the guests um and when she refuses to come down um he like grabs her by the hair very Mm. menacingly 
and demands that she comes down. It's it's very weird. I think this is supposed to like throw you off of, of like who is in the wrong, right? It's like yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've had enough hints now about also like you know, I mean, I think he did kill those wives, no matter what actually is going to oh, happen yeah. later in this movie, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then yeah to follow it up with like oh and he's also a jerk okay yeah good to know anyway yeah we'll get there um Mm. so yeah uh so Nora's like they're like okay we'll get everyone to come down um he knocks on people's doors and says I would come down to the lounge and I'll explain what's going on it's nearly midnight and so where things are about to kick off and Mm. um Nora's like okay I'll be right down I've just got to prepare some stuff uh, get myself ready after being spooked in the cellar. At the, she gets spooked yet again. There's a severed head <laughs> yeah. in her in her luggage, um, which is not what she packed. Uh, so that's no. disappointing. <laughs> uh, um, and it's like they ask you at airports, you know, has anyone else been near your luggage? Do you have any severed heads? Yeah. And it's like, not today. I, I left them at home. They're too unwieldy yeah. is the issue. Mm. Um, it's always hard to get them through customs yeah if I'm gonna bring a severed head I'm gonna have to take out so many like clothes and other items that I'm gonna need Um, uh, but yeah I like that her reaction to this isn't like fear it's just mostly disgust she just goes like (laughs) and runs out of the room (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is pretty good Um, and yeah she uh, runs away like behind this curtain there's like a secret room hidden behind a curtain at the end of the hall. And mm. back here, there's an old dude who just grabs her from behind, covers her mouth and says, come with us, come with us before he kills you. And she's like, ah, oh no. Like, this is a weird way to convince someone to come right. with you and be more safe, <laughs> which is what is yeah. actually happening. Um, <laughs> very weird. Uh, but anyway, She's terrified as she runs downstairs and everyone's just having like a drink and chilling out at this creepy party. Um, mm. And she's like, "What? I want to go. I don't want to be here anymore. I, w- I want to leave, sir. And um, they're like, okay, well, I'll cover off the rules. We'll talk about all this stuff. And then the um, caretakers show up who are the... The, the frozen skateboarding old woman and the creepy man behind the curtain um, are yeah. here. They're just the caretakers of the house. And the wife is explained to be blind, um, which excuses the spooks, apparently. <laughs> it, yeah, honestly, it just raises more questions. Really does. Like, why? Mm. how is she moving around, one, in the darkness? And, like, does she just, like, lived and caretake, like took care of this house for so long that she knows the place and yeah how's she dusting and stuff yeah she's a terrible caretaker if she's completely blind mm. uh, i'm not trying to be ableist but i think that's like a reasonable thing <laughs> maybe it's fine yeah, for a haunted I- mansion yeah maybe <laughs> like it's honestly the blindness is the like nowhere near the worst part of her caretaking it's the fact she hangs out in the dark never lowers her arms yeah and leaves tire tracks everywhere <laughs> exactly all the banisters are ground down from her six <laughs> <Yeah>. skids <laughs> oh. oh my god uh yeah but it's it's not a good excuse for being creepy but it is very scooby-doo for it to be mm. the like the caretakers that were behind the spooks up until now 
Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I do like them just standing in the doorway like monsters <laughs> style, still completely yeah. <laughs> frozen. Like, it's hilarious. Um, uh, maybe they never had actors for these roles and they just cast like two paintings. <laughs> they just took a photo and just put it in the yeah. film. It's just a still. <laughs> Um, yeah, they just like took a photo at the audition and were like, actually, <laughs> save some more money. <laughs> this was an indie production, right? It wasn't like a huge Hollywood f- film. I'm- yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it was just um, old mate who loved his gimmicks the- just making these. Mr. Castle, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got, yeah, all the guests are reintroduced when um, Annabelle comes down. Where you get a shot of everyone's face, I think for the trailer. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Nora again, after this happens, says that she wants to leave. But basically, and she's like, Mr. Lauren wants to kill me. I want to leave this house. And no one listens. No one listens. She says this like three times in a row that she wants to leave. And everyone's like, now nah, just hear him out. <laughs> just hang on here. <laughs> yeah. um, I know you said um, you that- Sweetie, he is a man. Yeah. <laughs> You have to listen. Yeah, right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> and she just... They were like, if anyone can leave, but they forfeit the 10K, and she's like, yeah, that's that's the option that I want. Yes, please. I yeah. want to leave the house now. Um, but no, no, no. This cannot happen, because she is locked in for plot reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's such a... Those caretakers locked the doors too early. Yeah, five minutes early so that she couldn't escape. Mm um hilarious it's such a weird hole to write into the movie i think it's because there would be like no one in their right mind at this point would be wanting to stay in the house so we'll have her say it but nothing will happen (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very strange Mm. yeah i wish that she had a reason to stay you know i don't know yeah just something kind of more to that especially because um gentle spoiler is that she, like, mm. is very integral to everyone's plan. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Like, yeah. Super important. Obviously, because uh, their whole plan kind of falls on her. She has to get scared, definitely scared, but mm. then she can't logically believe. Yeah. Mm. Who's to say? Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, so mm. they confirm the rules again. It's like, well, I'm afraid that, like, yeah. You're locked in now, so no one's leaving until dawn. So, I guess it's time to hand out the party favors. Uh, we've got individual personalized little coffins, each containing a <laughs> pistol for each of you. Um, crazy, nuts. Um, he's like, uh, right. yes. They are all real pistols. If you don't know how a pistol works, you just cock this little bit and then you you pop it off right next to your wife's face. <laughs> that's what, that's yeah. how you do it. Um, would have been loud as hell. Uh, but anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just a terrible idea to, to mm. have this at a party, but fair enough. Um, it does raise the stakes <laughs> for the film, so that's mm. all good. Um uh, what's the best party favor you've ever got, Gareth? Do you can you recall off the top of your head? Yeah, actually, I don't even know if it was the best one, but I went to a party at the bowling alley um, mm-hmm. when I was a little kid, and we all got our little party bags. And then mine was a toy car that was white and red and kind Whoa. of shaped like the Batmobile. It had lots of big dramatic curves, and I did not care for cars, but I cared for this one. Nice. And I distinctly remember coming home from the party, um, hanging out weirdly in my parents' room, watching the TV in there. 
while mm. everyone else was in the lounge and just playing with his toy car and watching Roald Dahl's The Witches. Oh, wow. the best time. Yeah. Nice. This sounds, yeah. This sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what became of that car. Yeah, uh, what about you? Still driving the streets out there. <laughs> yeah. Christine. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what my favorite party favor was. I got a slide whistle once. That was pretty cool from oh, like a party bag. Dope. It was very annoying yeah. for my family. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the like weird gifts that I got given though, like my grandmother took us, I remember to go see E.T. in cinema and that was unrelated, Ooh, yeah. but a sweet film. And then um, we were with them for the day and uh, she took us all over the place and she bought us these fun sunglasses. And when our parents came to pick yeah. us up, uh, the, the, they were shocked to discover that these sunglasses had weed on them. Holographic weed symbols. Uh, and my grandma had bought them thinking that they were silver ferns. Um, oh no! <laughs> but she'd bought us like holographic hippie glasses instead, and my parents were oh, not impressed. It's very fun. That misguided patriotism. Yeah, I still have those glasses somewhere. Hell yeah! Yeah. So there we uh, go. My my grandmother gave me a poster for my birthday when I was a teenager. That was just a big big grave Whoa. and then a big bat, and it said at the bottom, "Goth." Hell yeah! Yeah, that's and- awesome. That's a poster straight from a cartoon that brought into real (laughs) life. Like a very loosely drawn background shot poster that's suddenly brought to reality. That's so sweet. We've got to show that this teenager is rebellious. The poster just says golf. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I I put it up for a bit because I was like, oh, yeah, it's a nice gift. But it was also incredibly heavy and it just kept falling down. The blue tack (laughs) couldn't keep it up. Oh my god! And it would fall down and just get wrecked every time it fell. So I don't know. The well, bat w- did not want to fly. It was woven from the night itself, so uh, that's it. <laughs> Nothing yeah. heavier than the the obsidian blanket of night. <laughs> Gareth, uh, uh, <laughs> this podcast brought to you by the obsidian blanket of night. If you yeah. want to keep up a poster, that yeah, that. <laughs> Dot, 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 that, question mark. (laughs) Put that at the end of any uh, tagline and you'll improve it. (laughs) Eat fresh. That? (laughs) The only podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. That? (laughs) (laughs) It works. Yeah. Yeah. Gets the audience questioning, answering their first question. (laughs) That? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, yeah, so they all get these tote bags with, um, guns in them and, uh, (laughs) they, uh, yeah, Annabelle refuses her gun several times. She doesn't need it. She's like, I don't need this to kill you, my husband. (laughs) You're making it way too easy and obvious. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very good. And he puts it back Mm. in the little coffin very dramatically. I thought this was like a Chekhov's gun thing. Super isn't. It just, he's just putting it back (laughs) in the box. Um, Yeah. They're like shot lingers on it as well. It's like, this is where the gun is, guys. Um, It's really silly, but they all have guns. So Mm. whatever. Um, Yeah. Uh, So yeah, Nora's freaking out about this whole situation. And she's like, 
Remember when you said that your brother and sister got chopped up and you never found the heads? You want to see one of those heads? I found a head. Yeah. Um, come with me. And yeah, takes everyone upstairs and uh, opens her luggage. And of course, the head is gone. There's no trace. Just a silk dress in here. Um, mm. This is what I packed instead of that ghoulish visage. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's... She's clearly being messed with at this point and she's mm. bloody sick of it. Uh, the doctor comes in and offers her a sedative. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, you know, I'd probably take it. If it were me in this situation, I'd just be, take the sedative and sleep until morning and then be $10,000 yeah. richer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's actually, um, just to jump ahead, it is weird that he's the one offering the sedative unless... Knowing him, it probably wasn't some, wasn't some kind of hallucinogenic like... or something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, she screams at them and yells at them until they leave. And fair enough, honestly, at this point. And um, <laughs> yeah, we go into Eclipse as the gang sort of discuss what to do. Um, they're like, oh, well, she's clearly upset. Uh, I don't think she's hysterical, but she is. She's been spooked and <laughs> and she shouldn't be spooked anymore, Mister Lauren. None of that. No more spooks for that girl, please. <laughs> and um, Ruth, in a in a display of uh, character motive, um, stays behind to watch her and uh, hang out in her room. And we'll come out if there's any um, any sounds or whatever. She'll come and check on mm. her. Um, so that's another thing that she does in the film. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, On your roof. Nice. Um, uh, yeah. We get between the playthroughs here over the silence and heartbeats. Um, Lance goes through um, to check on Nora, like from his room later on in the night. Mm. Um, and But she's not there. Her door is wide ajar and he just wanders on in and the door shuts behind him that it's weird that they have like adjoining rooms in the first place but whatever um mm. but when he opens that the door back into his room again there is another severed head hanging from the ceiling <laughs> presume i don't know if it's the same one and it's like staring right at him and yeah. he doesn't panic at all he like stoically <laughs> grabs the head by the hair and holds it and then just wanders into the lounge with it <laughs> which is such a power move i love this yeah <laughs> um yeah we go into playthrough two as he in he goes into the lounge and pritchard's just hanging out here with a rusty knife because that's what he does um and yeah interrogates him he's like where's nora i've got the severed head and i'm not afraid to use it and <laughs> Um, yeah, but he's absolutely useless. He's just spouting off more oogie boogies <laughs> in his own little world. And, um, yeah, he's like, they've taken her and she'll be one of them soon. And there's nothing you can do. And it's like, thanks. Great. I, w I want to know where she is. Where have they yeah. taken her, sir? And he's like, oh. And yeah, he's so unhelpful. Pritchard sucks. Uh <laughs> yeah. I love him, but he's just the worst part of this. Mm. Like, he's the worst member of this party. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they hear another scream from upstairs and Pritchard doesn't even react. He just stays here and keeps fondling his knife. Lance, like, runs out to see what's going on and he and the doc 
uh, discover Annabelle uh, hanging from the ceiling by the neck. Mm. Um, she's hung herself with rope um, tied to the banister. Brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. We kind of, we don't know who it is for a while until they take her down and put her to. Yes, yeah, true. Bed. Yeah. So I think you're supposed to be implied to be Nora. Yes. For a bit, but yeah, it was, it was brutal. It's true. We only see um, who it is until uh, we see when um, Mr. Lauren shows up. Uh, to yeah. see what's going on and yes she's uh lying on the bed it's annabelle and um yeah looking very good for someone who's been hung um <laughs> yeah like usually you're quite blue in the face uh when you mm. hang by the neck until dead fun fact for you spooky Ooh. facts um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she's looking, like, very prim and proper <laughs> um, mm. would be my first suspicion here. But um, the doc is like, nope, she is dead. She is super dead. Um, and somebody has done it because there was no way that she got up there by herself. There was no, like, thing she stood on to get up there. Someone had to have done it to her. Um, so there you yeah. go. Um, and they suspect that uh it's mr lauren but they sort of move on from that um lance goes again into nora's room and she's here this time we don't know uh she was like lurking outside or like hiding around the corner i think and they hide in her room and she says that she got attacked and choked by an assailant in the dark we don't know who it was she initially says that it was mr lauren but she can't really be sure um, who it was because it was too dark mm. um, and she was like they left me for dead they strangled me and thought I had died but I, I didn't die um, and so Lance is like well you'll be fine if you stay in your room because everyone will think you're dead <laughs> um, yeah. which is some bad logic but whatever um, and yeah he's, he tells her to stay here he tells her that about the uh, about Annabelle dying um, as well and they're, they're gonna go mm. figure that out but you should stay here while we do that um and yeah uh mr lauren meanwhile goes back and um looks at uh his dead wife and does like a creepy monologue about her being cold and death and in life oh yeah uh which is pretty messed up and as he's giving yeah. this like terrifying speech um pritchard is just in the room <laughs> just being a creepo <laughs> yeah, fucking pritchard. Like, what are you doing in here mm. and he's like i didn't want her to turn into a ghoul <laughs> and he's like i've had enough of your spook talk pritchard get out of here <laughs> ultimate line very good also um bad acting by annabelle here her eyelids are pretty clearly fluttering in this yeah. shot she is super alive but whatever um <laughs> Anyway, uh, I guess that it makes. Oh, zip! Oh, oh. I'm such a spoily oh. boy today. I'm like, <laughs> spoily yeah, boy. It's hard to the when back it's of your spooky... Volkswagen. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a tricky when it's a spooky movie. There is a lot of tr a twists and turns, so you know. I'll, I'll yeah, give you and it. in this film, all the twists and turns will happen in the final like four minutes. So exactly. <laughs> can't. Yeah. Yeah, I can't blame oh. you. Um, yeah, so mm. we'll, get, we'll get there. Everyone um, gathers around to discuss what's what to do now that somebody has died. Um, they don't know who's who done it. Um, people are suspecting Mr. Lauren, but um, yeah, of course, there's no way to prove that anyone did it. Could have been any one of them, and all the clocks go off in time over this revelation. Oh, yeah, um, and yeah, uh, 
so there definitely was a murder and in order to everyone for everyone to survive the night they're like well what we'll do is we'll go to our rooms and stay in our rooms and if anyone comes Mm. out of their room they admit their guilt because no one would have any reason to leave their room unless they weren't innocent right (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah these guys have never played a game of like murder before i don't think um because (laughs) there's all manner of excuses that you could make up to leave and this movie's gonna prove it um (laughs) it's a very bad plan uh but yeah so they all just like go they were like yes we'll stay in our rooms and we'll point a gun at anyone who comes in and it'll be fine Mm. um and we'll wait until dawn so yeah they go and and do that uh, they all head off to their respective rooms and like either say good night or not based on how weird you are, um, <laughs> which is very fun. Uh, and then we get a couple more spooks with everyone just hanging out in their rooms. Um, the mm. doc like takes some notes and then his candles keep blowing out. Um, his- he gets out the tiniest notepad <laughs> and you does. just know it's just got each letter of the word hysteria per page. <laughs> But he does do it when um, Pink Floyd sing about half a page of scribbled lines. Which Whoa. Made me very happy. Yeah. That's good. I like that a lot. Yeah, his, his notepad isn't quite half a regular page. I'd say it's much smaller, but you know. It's half the size of a regular notebook, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can just, you just know that script is completely unreadable and the like do- <laughs> yeah. tiny doctor's scrawl. <laughs> oh my gosh um ruth gets uh, more blood dripped on her hand from the ceiling and just can't wash it off of her hands she's yeah. only got tissues in her room and it's not working it's staining her hand and she's just breaking down just like an extra spook for flavor <laughs> reasons <laughs> yeah. poor ruth she's got this curse of the blood ghost on her mm. you know like that's a bad time <laughs> um but oh, yeah that would be Honestly, a curse that just keeps making you unclean. Oh, that would be how you get horrible. Me. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> curse of the unclean. I don't know unclean. if I've pitched my um, scary short story about a man who can never get dry after he gets wet. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, right. Jesus. Yeah, that's. I don't know what to do with that idea, but that's really yeah. good. That's yeah. That, mm. I, that I can see that exactly playing out. That's really good, man. Yeah. Oh. Definitely feels like Robert Pattinson would be in the <laughs> film version. <laughs> the wittest lad. Just, yeah. just one. He, he was either, he was shiny for a bit and now he's a wet boy. All right. Yeah. So oh, he just through. loves being gross for his movies. He does. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, James Cameron's director. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's developed some kind of water that never leaves your system. He's desperately trying to make this horror a reality. Like, yeah, that's what he's working on. The water on Pandora, if you dip in once, you're wet forever. That's a rule. Uh, oh my God. The worst. Avatar 6, co-written by Gareth Blackler and Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm now on the side of the bad guys of Avatar. Blow that planet up. Yeah. It's not worth it. The super wet water. God, get rid of it. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, so yes, there's just more spooks going on. Lance gets trapped behind a fake wall. Um, Mm. he goes investigating. He like immediately leaves the room like he's not supposed to. Um, and yeah, (laughs) 
just gets trapped behind a like sliding door um hilarious um i think this is the one that um the old man emerged from earlier as well yeah um uh we get the the, gr- the great gig is screaming on in uh we're getting because mm. we're about to get into some real good screaming and uh um, oh yeah because nora is about to have the fright of her life in her room she's just sort of hanging out here when she sees the ghost of annabelle floating outside her window suspended and uh a rope comes in through the window and coils mm. around her legs, like through the bars of the window. It just coils up her legs. It doesn't really do anything to <laughs> her. It just it, it just scares her. It, it's, yeah, it coils up and then changes its mind and coils back down. Yeah, a very similar fashion to the old lady, like coming out on her skateboard and then wheeling back the same way. This is the same kind yeah. of trick where they do the spook and then they undo the spook all right (laughs) um and yeah it's very weird (laughs) but i I guess it makes sense in context i had no idea how they did this this is the most impressive spook of the film it makes no sense how they it's not explained like once you get all your twists answered it's completely just left to you to yeah be like what she's just got this magic rope that she can control Mm. it doesn't yeah it's it's crazy i don't know how it's done but anyway um yeah she runs out into the hallway and annabelle is there as well um hanging from the ceiling Mm. again looking down at her with the broken neck and you're like oh no it's very scary also to add insult to injury a little swamp thing hand comes around the corner (laughs) and tries to snatch it nora while she's just seeing this horrific sight yeah just the hairiest hand in the world yeah this hand is perpetually oh. wet as well it's the hand of robert yeah. pattinson coming around ah his first role yeah exactly oh it's what's so gross mm. very weird um but yeah these these spooks are easily enough but no we have a third and final spook <laughs> to send someone over the edge and she runs down into the lounge and there's a piano that starts spookily playing itself, Gareth. Oh, yeah. And this is the scariest of all. Of course it is. <laughs> no, not seeing a hanging person who was alive <laughs> a few hours ago. No, it's a piano playing itself that sends you over the edge. Um, oh, yes. Hilarious. <laughs> Even though player pianos had been in like existence since oh, yeah. the 1800s. Exactly. You know? No, it's a ghost. Definitely a spectre yeah. at the keys. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things uh, in all horror movies is a ghost playing a piano. I think that's like the funniest yeah. recurring thing ever because, yeah, they're just like playing minor key songs. It's just, it's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, uh, I watched a horror movie this week. It's one of my six that I genuinely, we will cover on the show. We just can't cover it next week because the title is pretty much the exact same as this title. Oh no, that'd be and too And I don't confusing. want us to, yeah, I don't want us to get into like some sort of unfortunate pattern because I don't know where we can go from, because the film was called House. All right. Um, from the 70s and from Japan. But like, the you'll love the ghost piano in that. Hell yeah. Keep, keep an eye out, listener, for like, I don't know, episode 100 or whatever when we finally get to House. Sweet. We have enough distance between this title and that title. Okay. Because 
that is my favorite ghostly piano and <laughs> i will i will get a job at screenrant.com to Whoa. make that listing and put it at number one okay can i submit yeah. <laughs> my submission for number one spookiest piano um Please. or ghost piano it's the one from mario 64 that comes alive and tries to eat you when you get too close Ooh. the like it's a grand piano and the grand piano lid opens and there's big teeth and the sound effect that plays is just like someone slamming their arm onto the keyboard over and over again and it's just oh it's very frightening for a for a uh nintendo 64 game um yeah yeah shout outs to that piano for for scaring the bejesus out of me <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there you have go have you heard about um there's a new zealand i think composer who she wrote a piece that's just the score is just set piano on fire whoa and you just like you listen to this piano burn and like you hear like that's the strings snap and make cool noises and um the band clipping sampled it on their second most recent album nice and it is just like i think 18 minutes long of just like rustling fire and piano breaking wow very so that's, cool yeah that's I number don't... three in our list of spooky pianos all right man this article is really coming together <laughs> yeah (laughs) all right uh we'll get back we'll work on that a bit later and publish it but we'll Mm. get back to the film um yeah the doc uh comes out and yeah he immediately breaks the rules much like um uh, lance did just like leaves his room because he heard some sounds and they they said that they would stay in their rooms that's like kind of the whole point um i don't know um but yeah he goes up to mr lauren's door and Mr. Lauren's like, ah, I see you're admitting guilt, like we said. And he's like, hardly. <laughs> of course not. I am an innocent man. That's why I'm out of my room. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, yeah, even though, ah, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I heard noises, <laughs> but uh, I heard, it's like, I heard organ music, and therefore that must mean a killer <laughs> is out. Um, but yes, he's like, okay, we should split up and find them armed with our pistols uh i'll search the upstairs you search the downstairs uh goodo that's the plan <laughs> um and yeah miss lauren's like fine let's do that i think that's a bad idea but let's do it um and yeah he goes on downstairs and then once he's m- moved on the doc immediately turns around and goes into annabelle's room who is surprise still alive um mm. obviously uh yeah (laughs) we saw those eyelids yeah they uh faked her death um it's a it's we get basically their whole plot here explained very quickly um yeah where um yeah they faked her death with the hanging and um they are secretly uh lovers who are trying to kill mr lauren and claim his fortune and also frame someone else for it um through this party and they're Mm. um it's it, this playing out over money is pretty cool because it's like that's a good fit that they're scheming to steal that money it's a gas um uh and yeah they spooked nora uh to drive her into a state of hysteria um and drive her to kill uh mr lauren in the dark of the cellar because she's like uh scared out of her mind by seeing um all this spooky stuff and is running around with a gun and Mr. Lauren is going to be looking for the killer himself 
and they're both walking around in the dark and eventually one's going to get shot um is the plan it's all very chance based as you said but um yeah they've they feel like that they've sufficiently spooked nora into killing mr lauren she suspects that he was the one uh doing the strangling of her um i think Mm. it's pretty clearly implied that that was the doctor um but anyway um yeah so she's gonna kill him and they're like yep it's all gonna go fine um they had to convince her to use the gun in the first place because she didn't really want to um yeah another place where their plan could have fallen apart (laughs) yeah right like it doesn't make any sense sedative thing wouldn't have worked yeah yeah They've got the, they've obviously got the scare takers in on it to spook her more, make yep. her more scared and then lock the doors when she gets sick and thought, sick and thoughts. So they're splitting it with them, I guess. Mm. And then, yeah, they're relying on her getting scared enough, leaving in a room, getting more scared, deciding to deal with her fright by firing her gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guess so. But that's exactly what happens. We see it play out. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, what we do see I know? It, we see it play out perfectly <laughs> on screen. She goes down into the mm. basement, look at well into the um into the cellar looking for the spooks and who should come in but Mr. Lauren and he goes, "Wait, don't kill me." And then she shoots him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, she's like, uh-huh. oh shit. I, and she screams and runs off. She realizes that she's killed a man and she panics. Um, mm. and yeah. And then we see emerging from like a hallway down here for some reason. Um, I love this. Like th- it's like center frame. There's this like little, um, alleyway in the wall of darkness that, uh, the doctor comes out of. And just like drags the body over to the acid pit um, <laughs> to dispose of it, I guess. I don't know. I feel like you should mm. really have the body prove that they got shot as part of this whole story. If you burn the body in acid, who did that? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> did you think this through? <laughs> Then they might as well have just shot him and dropped him in the- Exactly. It sort yeah. of ruins the scheme, but whatever. Um, he throws him in and we get we cut to black as we hear a scream um, right at the end of money. So that's all good. Mm. Um, we go uh, into us and them now, uh, coming on in as Annabelle goes down to the cellar, as she was instructed to do, to see that her husband was dead and- um, and reunite with the doctor but there's no one here and uh she goes over to the acid pit and what should emerge but it's anatomy class skeleton yes <laughs> rising from the oh. christ-like from the pit of acid um i love him i was so stoked yeah yeah fully intact skeleton like joints controlling its hands and all (laughs) like it's fresh from the science class it's so funny um with like Uh. quite clearly a string attached to its head hoisting it out as well (laughs) um but this she is horrified that this oh, yeah. that this skeleton is coming after it. It like does like a little creepy bounce walk towards her. <laughs> it's great watching this skeleton move around. Um, uh, not nowhere near as convincing as the claymation skeletons in Jason and the Argonauts. Um, not in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. 
But yes, uh, sh- sh- it just like wanders over to her and is talking in Mr. Lauren's voice, um, yeah. accusing her of murder. And she is freaking out. And um, like it's chasing her all around the room very slowly. <laughs> and uh, she backs up to the acid pit and it delivers a skeletal push and pushes her in. And she dies. She dies in acid. Uh <laughs> From yeah. a skeletal push. And, a gentle um, skeletal push. Yeah, it's a very light tap yeah. from a very weak skeleton. Yeah. Literally no muscles. Uh, no. <laughs> but it's enough. And who yeah. should emerge from the same shadowy void as earlier? But Mr. Lauren himself, he is alive and controlling the skeleton with a hilarious... <laughs> puppeteer rig of strings and pulleys so intense this rig yeah it's very funny and completely Mm. fake like there is a real rig of wires and stuff controlling this but it's not attached to mr lauren in the slightest no (laughs) when he comes out there are two strings like dangling the skeleton towards him and they super are not rigged (laughs) up to this it's very funny um Uh and yeah He's like, he goes over to the acid pit and he's like, yes, I knew all along that you were plotting to kill me, uh, but you didn't know that you, when you started your game of murder, I too was playing. Ha ha ho. Um, Mm. And yeah, he's murdered them both, uh, the doctor and and his wife. Yeah, because when it cut to black earlier, he'd pushed the um, the doctor into the acid. Yeah, again, unlikely. Um, yeah, <laughs> like he's pretending to, be, I guess it's a surprise. He has the surprise factor. He's being dragged over to the acid pit. Um, mm. it's very risky. You're on the ground, but you mm. have to shove the, the man who's pulling you into the pit of acid and not take yourself with you. It is real acid. Yeah. I don't think I could pull this maneuver off without losing a hand. Um, yeah. And he's obviously pre-planned for all of this. Like he's expected it. Um, because yeah i i hope i'm allowed to spoil this part now oh but he gave nora a blank gun yeah so like yes he had to hope that she was the only one who tries to shoot him um and then like he's built this entire rigged skeleton in his basement to scare her after she expects him to go in the acid huge fault in this is like if that's real acid how strong are these strings yeah, for real. He also chucks his he chucks his skeleton back in the acid afterwards. Yeah. So when they go to find all these bones, they're <laughs> gonna find his fake skelly as well. Yes. There's two real skeletons, a rat skeleton, and this weird science skeleton down here. <laughs> there's, there's like a police officer trying to put the crime together with just those suspects. Like yeah. it's like, and then the rat tripped over and fell in the acid, <laughs> tripping over the science skeleton. <laughs> you you know? know, I heard about a case in Paris where a rat controlled a man. Could this <laughs> be it? Could this be a ratatouille too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the prequel, ratta pre, ratatouille pre. Oh no, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh but yeah so we've got we're wrapping up the film here yes uh Mm. nora um they free lance from his secret room prison that he was in and nora confesses like oh i shot mr lauren i'm gonna go to jail this sucks and then they go down to the to the cellar 
And Mr. Lauren is, of course, alive. He's removed his puppeteer mm. garb, thankfully. Um, <laughs> yeah, which must have taken him ages. I do like that he's like a literal puppeteer and the puppeteer mm. of the of the um, of the night. Like that's a good fit, um, just for a theme kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's smart. Uh, but yeah, he's alive and well, and yeah, explains that he loaded Nora's gun with blanks, and so. Uh, he was going to be fine. Still very dangerous. Don't ever oh, assume yeah. that firing a gun that's loaded with blanks won't kill someone. This is yeah bad. Uh, gun safety mm. tip. Oh, ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. And then he's like, well, and yes, I subsequently killed my wife and the doctor for plotting to kill to kill me. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> that'll show them and mm-hmm. he says that um he's not going to get out of it like clean or anything there are four witnesses to this crime and he's like yep yeah, i'll let justice decide um what's going to go happen for me but he's rich so he's probably just going to pay off a jury or whatever and get away with it again yeah um, yeah as you say he's yeah. super killed his previous wives probably in a very <laughs> similar plot to this yeah, a full movie worth of, like, different people playing each other. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what happened, officer. She had a heart attack and then fell into my vault of acid. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so strange. Uh, uh, honestly, Frank Lloyd Wright is the real culprit here. <laughs> He's the one building these acid Notorious houses. killer, Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Inventor of the genre of acid house. <laughs> There we go. That's that is canon as fuck on the yeah. podcast. Um and yeah. So he's going to at least go to trial for this. So thank goodness for that. Mm. He could have just like recorded this. Recorded that his this is his house. He could have re- set up audio recorders and mm. or like just had witnesses account for what his wife was up to on this night. I don't know. There are yeah. other people here. You didn't need to kill her. She could have just gone to jail or something. Right? Whatever. Um, anyway, uh, Pritchard is still being a spooky boy at the end of this. He goes, wanders <laughs> yeah. over to the acid pit. Exactly the same. He's like, ah, now there are nine ghosts out here in this house. And they've joined the host of ghosts. And they're coming for me next. And then they're coming for you. <laughs> just stares down the lens yeah that's so good and then yeah that's it that's the movie we (laughs) leave the house um we get like a lightning flash and the um we just back out of the house the way we came in and that's Mm. it the house on haunted hill (laughs) it ends it ends with my favorite credit though that the skeleton was played by himself yeah there you go shout outs to you skeleton which does just before we tell you how it's synced. It oh. brings back our favorite segment of Skeleton News. Woo! Yeah. The segment where I Google Skeleton and then click the news element. Um, from metro.co.uk. None oh. caught dancing with skeleton <gasps> next to graveyard. Caught? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, none is in quotation marks. This okay. was an article by Emma Brazil. <laughs> no. Um, from okay. mid-September this year. I like... Um, I, this This headline changes drastically depending on what word is in quotation marks. Like, if <laughs> yeah. dancing was in quotation marks, then this would be a whole nother story. 
<laughs> oh, heck yeah. yeah. Oh, that's chilling. That's spooky. That's Halloween. Yeah. Um, a woman dressed as a nun was pictured dancing with a prop human skeleton before playing with another that Whoa. looked like a dog. Whoa. One baffled witness said, literally, she was stood at the cemetery on Springbank West opposite the turn-off for Heimer's school. Thanks for these directions. Wow, yeah. She you was dancing with a skeleton. It was clearly attracting a lot of attention with people stopping to watch nearby hmm. and people in their cars looking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, reports say that someone was filming it and that suggests Good. that maybe part of a stunt or art project, although this yeah. remains unknown. Mm. Yeah. You and decide. Then there's just photos of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, art project or sinister dance <laughs> uh, speaking of art projects that may just be sinister dances what did you think <laughs> of this film and how did it sync <laughs> how did it sync with this film um well yeah, not very not very much in terms of syncs there were some mm. you know like but ah I don't know. I was too overwhelmed with fright to catch many more. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm feeling like a three-ish, you know? Yeah. In, somewhere I loved in that half range. a page of scribbled lines enough to give it a three, I reckon. Yeah. It's a barely yeah. legible three on our pads. <laughs> yeah. Scribbled all over the graph is a three, making most of the graph unreadable now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> damn well we've ruined the yeah. whole show for this one so oh on a well. future episode when we cover a razor head we'll be able to oh. rub out the three and put in oh i love that there. idea we just fix our mistakes on the graph yeah. we use our eraser heads and tackle the graph uh, the eraser head episode will just be us apologizing for like errors we've made in this podcast before like, yeah, yeah, we got the date the room was out. We got that lady from the Drew Carey show's name wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll be truly the eraser head. We'll be erasing yeah. your head canon of the podcast. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a three. A big old messy three. Sweet. Lock it in. Uh, what Locks are we doing? Down. More spooks next week? I don't know. What's going oh. on, Gareth? People keep asking if we've got more spooks, and yeah, I think we've got more spooks. Oh! You know? Um, oh, like, I'd like, you know, I'm happy with our three, but I think we could have given it five more points. Um, oh. I want a film that's definitely going to give, it definitely has five on them. Mm. A film that's got five on them. Because, you know, movies, we <laughs> sync them. That's what we do. We sync them. But Pink Floyd have since day one raised this question this dichotomy with us of us and them yeah you know we've spent so long sinking them why don't we sink us <gasps> us 2019 directed by jordan peele oh yes yeah. spooky spooky let the spooks roll on through i like yeah. it yeah cool <sighs> lock it yeah. in we'll do that sweet exciting all right Wow. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> what uh, if this episode just ends with us getting up and walking away in silence? Yep, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I've got to yeah. waddle my way slowly as a skeleton to to rest. <laughs> I'm going to lower myself back into my vat of acid. Yeah. Um, 
If you enjoy the experience of being followed, lowered into a vat of acid, <laughs> then you must use Twitter. So follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. At Sink Floyd Pod. Please do. Direct your complaints <laughs> direct to our inbox. That rules. Okay. Yeah. Shout outs to Twitter. Uh, <laughs> get at us um, yeah. on all the socials other than Twitter as well. Mm. Um, we exist there too. I don't think that subreddit has started, but if it has, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I was choose thinking about to this the other day. I reckon our subreddit would all like love you and find me really annoying. <laughs> and I can't put any reason to that. Well, then we'll have to find out. I don't know. They'd be like, did anyone else disagree with Gareth's opinion on this? But our golden boy James did it again. There is no way. Like, I've got so many hot <laughs> takes on there. I'd be I'd be destroyed. I'd be lowered into oh. a vat of acid of my own making. <laughs> and there's no one to blame for that but myself. I've been James Barrett. <laughs> 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 and i've apparently been reddit's favorite boy gareth blackler <laughs> that's the scariest sentence you'll hear this halloween um oh yeah. gosh yeah and until next time we'll see you on the dark side of the moon on the dark side of the moon Ow! i'm a werewolf now <laughs>